Hey, Husker fans, welcome back to another episode of the Husker Big Red Podcast. I'm Chris Peterson, and joining me as always is Danny Gillette. And uh, we're here back on another Monday. It wasn't a victory Monday. It was another painful night uh, for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, but we're here to break it all down. Um, And uh, before we really actually get into this matchup, um, we should remind you guys to uh, make sure to do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Uh, Make sure that if you haven't done that already, um, we would really appreciate that. Um, Get into the comments section, hit the like button, um, you know, tell your other Husker fans where to find our content. But uh, back to the issue at hand, Danny, um, what are... What are your thoughts? Are you over the loss on uh, Saturday night? Do you still have the hangover? Yeah, I mean, because quite honestly, we're playing with our third-string quarterback. We're playing with a makeshift offensive line. We're playing with a running back room that is extremely banged up, and I think Emmett Johnson is a part of that running back room. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what Matt Rule says in his press conference today, but. I was actually just not to go off on a little rant here or whatever, but I was, you know, asking around what happened to Emmett Johnson and the consensus was that he got hurt during a play where, you know, he I I, I think he hit somebody or fell awkwardly on the ground or something, and that's why we saw more of Anthony Grant. I'm not sure it was a coach's decision to play Anthony Grant more so much as an injury decision because after we saw Emmett for you know, those first couple series we never saw from him again. So that makes me believe that there's something wrong with Evan Johnson. And then, of course, he did have, have a he did run on like the last drive, though. He was in the game in the fourth he quarter. He got one he carry it. for like the second half, though. So, well, I just know he had 18. Um, I know he had 18 yards on that one. Uh, the last drive, he had a big run. So I'm but, wondering, yeah, I don't know if he's hurt or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if there's an injury there. And, you know, I think. Honestly, my big takeaway here is that, you know, I hate to say that we're very close, but we played well, even though we're banged up. And, and you know, I think that Chubba Purdy, I almost said Brock Purdy, I think Chubba Purdy made a strong case to at least be the starting quarterback for spring ball next year. And I understand that there were some offensive power outages, but... At the same time, I think that if he can continue to improve, I think he can, you know, make a case to be at least a starting quarterback for spring ball. And if there isn't an urgent need at the quarterback position with Chubba's improved play, then that's a bonus as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought Chubba played okay, but I didn't see anything that that led me to, you know, Nebraska needs a transfer quarterback big time. I mean, he played okay, but there was way – I mean, he still – he he – Pulls the ball. I mean, there were so many times where he didn't even give, you know, he just pulled the ball down and it was like, you know, he ran one time for 50 yards. He thought he was going to be able to do it a bunch of times. And I mean, he did run a little bit, but he, he just pulled the, the ball down way too much. I did. Th- I did think that he played better, um, obviously. And, you know, it made me wonder why he didn't play earlier this season. I mean, I get that he's been hurt, but, you know, it's like if he was, you know, why, why wasn't he in the game earlier last week? You know, if he could play this. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting, but I don't think that, I mean, I think he could compete for the job, but I think that it would be a massive mistake to go into spring ball with Chubba Purdy or anybody on this roster as, as your starting quarterback in the spring ball. You've got to find 
a legitimate a legitimate quarterback like not somebody that you hope can be like we can't just sit here and hope that Cheba Purdy can learn how to read a defense by next fall we just can't do that I mean that's they already did that with Jeff Sims they have got to find somebody that uh you know that can actually like play the position and that's fully proven it I mean if Cheba you know comes along and wins the job that's great but they they cannot you know rely on Cheba Purdy or, or anybody in this roster that's just my opinion and uh I mean, it's just, you know, it, I mean, the, the game on Saturday, you know, it's it's like I said before on, I mean, you know, Matt Rule, yeah, we talked about, you know, this team, this program needed some competency and Matt Rule, I'm sad to say, he just has not brought it. And in terms of the game day management, I mean, they're 0-4 in games decided by seven points or less. Um, the clock management was terrible Saturday night. It was terrible the week before. The situations weren't even similar. And the fact that Matt Rule is, you know, saying, well, I got criticized, so that's why I decided. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. What are you doing? The 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 criticisms of fans and people like that you and I say should never calculate into your decision-making whatsoever. And I think that it clearly did on Saturday night. And he made a, another huge mistake, and that's two weeks in a row that Matt Rule put him put his team in a bad position because he doesn't understand how to manage the game or or can't handle the pressure of managing a game. I'm not really sure, but the last two weeks have not been, you know, it, it was Scott Frost territory like the last two weeks all over again. I mean, I do th- I do think they hear the noise, and I do think there is a lot of pressure, and you know, I do think that plays a part in it. I really, really do, and I understand, you know, the big time college football coach you should be able to handle it. But we've been getting louder and louder and louder. I mean, look at us last week. We were not quiet, and, you know, the players see it on social media and things like that. So I do think there are some doubts starting to creep in, and, you know, it's, it's you know, crazy how many fans are overreacting in terms of, you know, not just not just this season, but in terms of this roster. And, I and you know, I understand – the clock management was not where it needed to be. And that was very questionable, especially on the final drive where they didn't really use any of their timeouts until the back half. But at the same time, you know, I do think there are some severe limitations. Now, if these trends continue into next season, then we have a real issue. But right now I'm not overly worried about it, partly just because we don't have the horses right now. And I understand and we got we got better horses than Northwestern. They're bowling. We got better horses than Georgia Tech, and they're bowling. So I mean, I just I don't know. There's there's no excuse for this program. Not this. There's enough talent on this team to go to a bowl game. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. Not a quarterback, and that's the most important position that you need to go to a bowl game. I mean, Northwestern got there. Like that's all I'm saying. If Northwestern, yeah, and they have better quarterbacks than we are. They they have better quarterbacks than we do at this point. Like. I mean, I understand that we made Northwestern look silly, but if you remember that game, that was pretty much on our defense. We won that game because of defense, as is true for about, I'd say, 95% of our wins. The only the only win that I could say that our offense helped out was Louisiana Tech. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I get that, but, I mean, whose job is it to get? I mean, Matt Rules, has it's his job to find a quarterback. You know, Northwestern's their quarterback was a transfer. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like they they had the same opportunities that Matt Rule did and they have a worse roster than Nebraska does. I mean, people were saying they weren't going to win a game in the Big Ten this year. And so, I mean, like I get it. I get this. They team, the, But they had the but, overall foundation. 
I mean, yes, Pat Fitzgerald was gone, but Northwestern had a better built foundation than Nebraska did. I mean, and I'm not I, making excuses for I, Matt Rule, but at the same time, like, their Northwestern, you know, record or not, in terms of just over the years, has always had a solid foundation of players. And that foundation started with Pat Fitzgerald and Braun. He didn't inherit a good situation, but the foundation was built there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I can agree with that. But Nebraska's had more talent than Northwest. There's, there's never been a single season that Northwestern has more talent than Nebraska. Like, you'll never convince me of that. You'll never convince me that Northwestern right now has a better roster than Nebraska. They don't. Even with all the injuries, they don't. And and Matt Rule just has not gotten the most out of this team. And that there's just, I mean, that doesn't mean that he can't be successful. But there's just, I mean, you look at, you know, this team is leading the leading college football in turnovers by a pretty wide margin. That's not solid fundamental football that's not competency um they've been terrible in the fourth quarter they haven't beaten a single team with a winning record i mean it's like i just i there's not a lot for me to look at and say you know i mean yeah the defense has been better although but, the defense is starting to leak too as well a little bit i've, I've, I mean, I've noticed but, some holes there too well they can't close out games 10 point lead against minnesota blew it you blew it you know i mean they just they can't close out games so i mean the quarterback sorry go ahead well, it's just, you know, there's there's nothing – I mean, they're really looking at this team, there's nothing tangible sitting here one year later where I'm like, yeah, we're in a, we're in a, we're in the exact same spot that we were a year ago. And and I haven't seen a single thing from Matt Rule in the, you know, in this the last month of the season that, you know, I mean, I if, if Matt Rule is better than Scott Frost, he'll win this game on Friday. He has to win this game on Friday. If I I think that this might be I mean, it's a huge game. I'm not saying that like he can't you know, turn this thing around, but losing season after starting five and three, like I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to, turn, I don't know if he's going to be able to turn this thing around if he doesn't win this game on Friday. That's how important I think it is, honestly. So then, so then what are we going to do? Fire another coach and have somebody else come in if you can't turn this thing around? I mean, I mean, event, you can't just have a losing coach. I mean, what are you going to do? If he's, if he doesn't get this team to a bowl game next year, he's on the hot seat. I mean, that's just the way it works. And if he doesn't, if he, yeah, if he doesn't get this team a winning season in three years, he's gone. I mean, that's just the way, that's the way this, this game works. And you can't, you can't pay a guy $10 million a year to have losing seasons. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. And either you win, I mean, this is, it's a results-based business. And he knows that as well as anybody. Um, he talked about that all off season. So either you win games or you get your ass fired. That's how it works. So, I mean, I don't want him to go. I want him to be successful. I want him to win this game on Friday. But if you don't win this game on Friday, and you don't find a quarterback in the transfer portal, I'm not sure you're going to go bowling next year. And then, yeah, he is going to be on the hot seat. I mean, there's just no way around it. That's fair. And I do think he, and I do think if things don't improve next season, he'll be on the hot seat. But I mean, calling for his head after year one, and I'm not saying that you're doing this, but I, you know, I've seen all over Twitter and stuff like that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't think he's going to take the Texas A&M job. And, you know, I, I'm not sure about Tony White, but what I will say is that, you know, I think this defense still has a lot of work to do. And, you know, one of the things that got beat really badly on Saturday was the quarterback draw play. And, you know, this defensive unit is still good, but you've seen as the competition continues to get better, there are some cracks in this unit. So I'm, I'm almost kind of hoping that, you know, this makes Tony White stay another year, but who the heck knows? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to. You know, I think the the one. Um, honestly, Marcus you Satterfield know, needs a demotion, and I understand. Well, Marcus Satterfield maybe or Ed Foley because the special teams have been god awful. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the one. That's the reason we lost that game. Brian Buscini, 19 yard punt, zero punt return yardage. We could have blocked a punt, but the guy doesn't lay out for it. You miss a field. I mean, the. I mean, I'm not saying that he needs to be fired, but he needs some criticism because the special teams have not been good. What has happened to Buscini? Is he hurt? I have or? no idea. I have no idea. I'm not sure. Maybe he is he, hurt, but he he looked like uh, what was the punter we used to have? Barrett Pickering or something? Yeah, not Barrett Pickering, but the punter we had in the Scott Frost there that was shanking 20 yard punts. He looked like him. I forget what his name was, but yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean that that first punt was bad, you know, and and yeah, he might be hurt, and um, but. It's just, and it's not just one thing. I mean, no. you know, if you make the field goal, I mean, it's just a, and that was the thing. The clock management was bad in the first half too. And like, there's just, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll never understand, you know, Chubba Purdy getting the first down and then them just wasting like a minute. off. Yeah. The that clock. was very confusing. I'm not sure what was happening there. Um, and you know, like people are talking about like, Oh, we could have had like another shot or two in the end zone. Like, no man, you could have, you could have ran your entire playbook. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You had I mean, a very good chance to run, to run the rest of your offense comfortably if you manage the clock better. And just like the idea that I mean, I don't. You just don't. You don't play for overtime, especially on the road, especially when you just blew a fourteen point lead. I mean, you had a chance to get out of dodge, and I, you know it was like. I mean, I knew I, I, I going into that overtime. I knew we had about a zero percent chance of winning that game once it went to overtime. Like you just you knew if, if Wisconsin scored a touchdown, like our only chance was if they held them to the field goal. You knew if they scored a touchdown, we were done. So like as soon as they got that fourth, as soon as Braylon Allen got that fourth and one, like I knew it was over. I knew the game was over, and it's just it's sad that you can like see it. Happen. In fact, frankly, I knew when they got stopped on that fourth and one, when they got stopped on that fourth and one, I was like, here we go. Here we go again, and then you, you can just see it. It's like I, I literally predicted it. It's like I told my friend I was driving home from a you know from a, an event that I was at, and I told him it was like V. I'm like this is V for Vendetta. I'm like V for Vendetta. I'm like that cop guy in V for Vendetta who was like I can see things happening to the future, and bam, two hours later they lose in overtime. It's like it's just I just you know like that I can't get over it because it's every single time, no matter who the head coach is, no matter who the players are, mm. same shit. I mean it's been. You know, like time is a flat circle. Mike Mike Riley must have never have left because the clock management is just as bad as when he was here. The fourth quarter execution is just as bad as when he was here. Like I just can't deal with it. And I know Matt Rule's getting the brunt of it, but like he was supposed to fix the simple things, and he hasn't, and that's frustrating to me. I mean, in that fourth down play call, that was interesting because it looked like there was supposed to be a fullback block, and the fullback completely missed it. So. The the defensive line had a free run at I believe was it Johnson or Grant I think it was I think it was I think it was Johnson yeah so that was frustrating because that was credit to the defense that was a well uh well mapped out play and they were able to get the job done but I mean that that call right there I I mean that changed the momentum of the game and then you know defensively for us they couldn't stop that quarterback sneak for anything or like not not the quarterback sneak but the quarterback draw play i could have driven my wheelchair through some of those holes because the defense is nowhere to be found it, it it was absolutely maddening and it's not like tanner mordecai is a speed demon but he had tons of time to just run right through the middle of the offensive line and get his first downs because they did not 
they did not game plan for the quarterback draw at all. And they ran it like seven to ten times, I would say. But they were completely, completely confused by that play. And, you know, they really didn't make any adjustments. I mean, as much as, and rightfully so, the criticism should fall on Mark Satterfield. Honestly, Tony White, in my opinion, didn't make didn't make enough adjustments in this game either. They stopped Braylon Allen for a little bit, especially towards the later part of the game. On the, um, I believe it was a third down stop, but by and large, they stopped Braylon Allen, but they couldn't stop, you know. Tanner Mordecai running the football, and it was just one thing after another. They didn't really make too many defensive adjustments coming out of the half. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, every game there's you know a million plays here, or there. It seems like with this team, and you know, so yeah, it's frustrating. I'm I'm hoping that they can figure it out on Friday against Iowa. Hopefully, Chuba can you know have another good game and you know go get to a bowl game and and uh, you know start to string some together string together some good performances. But they've got to find a way to you know play four quarters of football. I mean, that's that's one thing with this team that they have really struggled to do. I mean, Minnesota. They played really well for three quarters and then they fell apart. And, you know, I mean, it just it seems like that even even like the Purdue game, you know, I mean, they dominated Purdue, but they let Purdue back in and they almost lost it. I mean, the same thing with Northwestern, Northwestern. Um, so they've really just got to find a way to, you know, they, they get off to these really good starts. And then it's like, you know, they, they still haven't gotten rid of like the like when's the when's the bad stuff going to happen? And then one bad thing happens and then this team just completely falls apart you know it's like i mean sounds very familiar yeah it's just i mean after that i mean you could you could see it after that fourth down play yeah. and then wisconsin got the and it was like you know like i said you could see what was going to happen before it even happened as a nebraska fan you knew it you just knew it like and i i sat there i i i was happy they went for the fourth and one i think they should have gone for it um but yeah i mean they didn't get it and that that's where it is but you know that's where everything changed and uh you know so it's that's why you can never, you know, you can never put your take your foot off the gas in the sport ever. And it doesn't matter, you know, that's why you know, you see teams up like 28 nothing and 40 nothing, you know, and they're trying to like that and that's why because, you know, it had like there's been comebacks and teams, you know, you take your foot off the gas for one second and your opponent's right back in the game and and uh, you know, it's just to me it was really disheartening because this was a, a Wisconsin team that basically, you know, was lifeless. We had them we had our foot on their throat and then we took, we, we took it off and we do that all the time. And it's so frustrating to me. And I really, you know, I was really hoping that they would get that, you know, that um, finishing mindset or that, just that able to do And they just haven't been able to do that yet. So, I mean, uh, Friday will be another chance because I think it's going to be another close game. I don't think Iowa is going to blow us out. I think we're going to be right there in the fourth quarter and, you know, it's just going to be, again, can this team finally, execute and do the little things that it needs to do to beat somebody like Iowa in this situation. And um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't have hope. I mean, I do have hope, but it's like, it's, it's very guarded hope because I've seen this team do this so many times. And it's almost like, again, it's like I can foresee what at some point Nebraska is probably going to come out and get the lead on Friday. They're probably going to have the lead for most of the goddamn game. Are they going to be able to finish it in the fourth quarter when it really matters? Are they going to be able to execute on offense, on defense, on special teams? Because Iowa will. Iowa will not shoot itself in the foot. 
Iowa will just sit there, compose as hell, while Nebraska pisses itself and loses the game. Because that's basically what's happened for this program the last seven years. Every time we get in a situation, we just piss our pants and lose. You know, where it's a, it's a big game, we just piss our pants, fumble the ball away, give it to the other team, and go home crying because we lost again. I mean, in that, I, I, I mean, is there anything wrong with that characterization? No, and it's interesting that it's not just one coach or, you know, like you said earlier, one group of players. It's been, let's see, seven years, so three coaches and, you know, multiple countless players. It's interesting that it's not a one-coach problem, and it's just the weirdest thing to me. It's just the weirdest thing because it's like Nick Saban could come in here and he'd, he'd probably have the same problems too, just something something in the water in Lincoln. Just, just makes just makes the coach coaches you know execute poorly and you know not find ways to win. I mean, I'm hoping we win Friday. Iowa is not an offensive juggernaut, but their defense is really good. So, I mean, the thing you saw in the Wisconsin game was that after the first quarter, they adjusted to Chubba Purdy a little bit better and they completely shut him down. And you know, we tried to get things going, but it was also hard to get things going when. Uh, you lost yards on pretty much every first down play or didn't gain anything on on pretty much every single first down play. And then you were second and long. And then Teddy Prohoshka and who and whoever, I, I, I think there was one more, but it was mostly Teddy, two false start penalties that were absolute drive killers. And I hate calling out kids. And I hate saying, no, this guy sucks. But uh, I don't know. I can't wait till... I can't wait till Teddy goes, and I know that's awful to say, but he's just a massive, massive drive killer. Massive drive killer with false start penalties almost every single time. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And yeah, it's the same, it's the same mistake, same mistakes, you know, same shit, different day. And um, you know, I mean the same guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really too. yeah, it really isn't that yeah, when I posted somewhere that, you know, like, because Oklahoma had a tackle that transferred, and someone was like, we don't need a tackle. And it's like, what team have you been watching? Yeah, we need a tackle badly. I mean, I know that Bryce Benhart's played well, but, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and hopefully he'll be back next year. But, I mean, we, st- we still need a left tackle, man. Like, we need some wide res- We need a left tackle. Um, we need to get that we need to get that Juco guy that can return. And then we need like an actual return guy because basically like ever since Billy Kemp got hurt, they just gave up the return. I mean, even farther back since Ramir Johnson got hurt, there's been nothing productive on special teams. It's been horrible. And so it's like, you can't just, you can't constantly, you can't just, you know, give up a third of the game and expect that you're going to win. I mean, the coverage units have been good, but the punting and the kit, you know, it's just been, so it's all those little things, but I mean, Look, at the end of the day in football, the, the great thing about this sport is you get one chance every Saturday or Friday or whatever to shine. And, you know, the narrative sticks with you, but, you know, you, you can change a lot of narratives this Friday for Nebraska. You know, that they can't win close games, can't get to a bowl game, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of things that they can change. And they just need to freaking nut up and play four quarters of good football and just beat these guys. I mean, it, you know, they did it last year. They can do it. Like, there's there's no reason that this team can't. I mean, shit, this team could have won the Big Ten West this year. That's what's disappointing to me is that they, they've got the ability to do it. You know, they just, for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to put it together. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a, a four-quarter game, and I feel like this team is going to battle. You know, these seniors are going to battle. Um, I am I know that the fans are going to be absolutely, you know, insane um, for this rivalry game. And I just, I hope that, I hope beyond hope that, uh, 
they can finally just like break through because you know you, in football you never you're never as good as you look and you're never as bad as you look either you know so the truth is always somewhere in the middle and i think that that's you know i think that that's true for this team but they just have to find a way to to make those winning plays on on uh, friday and uh We'll see. It basically comes down to that because we know that they can do it. I mean, there's there's no question in my mind that we can beat Iowa. It's just a matter, you know, talent wise. It's just a matter of can they really execute? And when things go wrong, when something bad happens in the third quarter, do they have the mental fortitude to keep pushing forward and and to win the game? Because that's really the difference. Well, you have an entire senior class, for example, that doesn't know how to win, and there is something to knowing how to win in this program hasn't hasn't been able to figure it out yet and you know these these players don't know how to win and i think honestly that will come with time and experience but i don't think i don't think any of the upperclassmen on the roster will be here by the time that happens and that's disappointing but uh, but honestly i think it's true i think you're gonna see you know, when, just, just looking at this, the, the 2024 class, assuming everybody stays and signs and whatever, th- this is a tenure-defining recruiting class for this coaching staff. And I think you're going to see a lot of instant playing time, you know, playmakers like Carter Nelson, for example. I could see him playing right away. The wide receiver room is a little bit crowded, but you know, Danny Kalen, for example, I don't think he's going to play right away, but I think he's going to play sooner than we think. You know, Preston Tamua, <laughs> he could play tomorrow or Friday, honestly, and <laughs> and uh, his contributions would be welcome. So I think the 2024 class is going to be a tenure defining class for Matt Rule, and I think this 2023 group and the 2024 group, you know, I think those these two classes will be the groups that finally figure out how to win football games because there is something to the fact that this team can't close and i don't necessarily put it entirely on some of the new players coming in granted it's a team thing but there is the mental aspect of not being able to close and it's been a major issue yeah it has been um hopefully I really hope that they can close it out on Saturday. I mean, I really want, you know, all these guys that have never made it to a bowl game. I'm hoping they can finally get the monkey off their back. I mean, that's, that's what this program needs. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been, um, it's been a weird season, man. There has, you know, we had the undefeated October. It's been, uh, you know, there has been ups. That's the, you know, there has been ups with this coaching staff. There's been downs too, but uh, hopefully, we can just get this last win and that will make everybody feel better about, you know, things going forward. So um, at any rate, uh, before we wrap up here, guys, make sure you hit that subscribe button, um, get into the comment section, let us know what you think. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, maybe, maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe we won't be Friday. able to come back because we got uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving holidays. Maybe we'll try to shoot for Friday morning chat, um, a live chat. But um, if not, we're going to certainly have a lot to chat about on Saturday, especially if they yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if not, we'll have a live chat Saturday and we'll uh, either talk about the bowl game or we'll talk about what is sure to be an interesting offseason if they don't win or, on Friday. <laughs> or the basketball team, 5-0, and oh, and I don't care. 5-0, and oh, yeah. Oh, they play cupcakes, blah, 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 blah. But you play first. You play who's on the schedule. And secondly, even last year's team would have lost some of these early November games. And these early November games, honestly, in terms of record, can make the difference between 
you know, let's just say in in an NIT bid or not. So the fact that they're starting off five and zero, and, and the Oregon State team they played on Saturday, you know, was pretty good. So, you know, it's good to see the basketball team. I think, you know, if football has us in the doldrums, the basketball team will make for a fun winter. Honestly, and uh, and you know, it wasn't um, the volleyball team. Volleyball, yeah, beat, beat Iowa yesterday to win the Big Ten championship. So, um, you know, they have clinched their berth in the NCAA tournament. And uh, who knows, man, they could be th- – this team looks like a real – you know, has a real chance to end the national championship drought. So um, it's not all bad. Even the soccer team, the women's soccer team, yeah. the UC Irvine, they're into the Elite Eight. So not everything is uh, going bad right now for uh, Nebraska. Um, and, uh, damn it, just get us to a bowl game, please. For the love of God, get to a bowl game on Friday. <laughs> I agree. I don't care if it's three to nothing or two to nothing because we scored on a safety, whatever it is. Like this, this has to be one of the lowest scoring lines in the Big Ten this season. We thought Northwestern Iowa or whatever was bad, but this one, oof, ugh, I don't know. This one must be like over five points or something, something ridiculous. But it's it's pretty low. But we'll we'll see. As long as Nebraska, yeah, as long as they got one more point than Iowa after those sixty minutes, that's all I care about. So yep. hopefully. That happens. We'll have a lot of content on HuskerBigRed.com leading up to this game. Um, We'll let you guys know either Friday or Saturday if we're going to do a chat. So um, thanks again for checking us out and supporting the channel. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.